When this happened to Dad, I think it was really a search for answers. I, I didn't really understand how someone that was so strong and so capable and really had it all with our family and his job and everything um, could still be so very much in the darkness. Welcome to Let's Talk, a podcast about mental health in rural and regional Australia. My name is Kaya Handley. I'm a journalist and I've had my own lived experience with mental illness. This episode, we're focusing on men and suicide. Man up. Big boys don't cry. Be a real man. You've probably heard someone say this to a man in your life. But what damage does this very rigid, traditional view of masculinity do to boys and men? It's the question being asked in Australia and around the world at the moment, especially as mental health organisations like Beyond Blue find suicide rates are three times higher in men than women. In this episode, you'll meet two men, taking different and yet strangely similar approaches to help save the men around them. But let's start with the idea of masculinity. What should masculinity look like in 2019? Gus Walland is the founder of the Got You For Life Foundation. This is how he defines masculinity right now. 80% of being an Aussie bloke is pretty much spot on. I still think we need to be strong and we need to be resilient and we need to be hardworking and we need to have all those great qualities that Aussie blokes have. But we need to give ourselves a, a real break around, let's, let's just talk one topic in particular, emotions. You should be able to talk to at least someone about how you truly feel. I think a lot of blokes walk around with a mask on or with a, a uniform on that it, that just takes away the opportunity for us to feel that we can totally be ourselves. So at the end of the day, it's really, really important to be able to say, hey, I'm going through a tough time. It's okay not to be okay. And we need to give the boys the right words to have an emotional conversation. I think blokes can go to the gym and they can work out and they can look good when are we working on the emotional muscle? When are we having those type of discussions? So when a trauma comes around, a bloke knows how to deal with it. Gus is at the heart of the conversation around men's mental health in Australia. For him, it's something he started thinking about after losing a friend. A friend of mine took his own life about 11 years ago and I went on a bit of a journey uh, three years ago doing a program for the ABC called Man Up. It's me on a journey trying to find out why my friend had taken his own life, and I've worked out that the stereotypical Aussie bloke is a very, very difficult bloke to try to stack up next to. It was a, based on a set of rules that was set up so long ago that I think it's impossible. I think we need to readdress those set of rules of what it takes to be a man in Australia today. And over that journey with Man Up and the TV program, I, I realised that I was very passionate about it. I didn't want to just work it out for my friend. I wanted to try to help my son, who at the time was 15, a whole lot of other men that I talked to every morning. So I thought, well, what an opportunity to do that. So I started the foundation. Gus noticed the stigma around men's mental health and wanted to make a change. I think awareness is certainly there around men's mental health at the moment, but it's really we need to start working on the action side of it. And the start of that is to allow blokes to feel that it's okay not to be okay. You've got to allow them to feel that they can talk 
openly and with vulnerability and no one's going to sit there and judge them. And I think the stigma part of it is a huge part of it. People still will snigger behind your back. We still whisper about it. There's something in the media that we don't like to talk about suicide and we just throw out there that, they've, that they're not alive anymore and then we give them the lifeline number. Like at what stage will we sit back and say, you know what, I think everyone knows that now. We should actually talk about it in a bit more open terms and then that might take the stigma away. So I still, I still think we're quite a way away from getting that right. More on Gus Wallen's mission very soon. But at the start of the episode, you heard a part of Zach Seidler's story. Here's the full picture. So about six years ago, my dad uh, suicided. He was a general practitioner in Sydney and had been suffering from depression for quite a while. Um, But there was not that much discussion within my family and within uh, the community more broadly about what was going on um, at the time. And so really came as a as a really big surprise to it to his friends while I kind of knew what was going on no one really expected that it was going to end in, in in such a horrible way and it really shook shook my whole family and uh, and really pushed me down this trajectory into men's mental health so what would have been different if Zach's dad was a woman what is the difference between men and women's mental health I think that there's like a really well understood notion around masculinity traditional masculinity that's now being sold to us about men being stoic and silent and uh, you know not willing to to share their emotions if you know it had been my mum she actually shows many many of the the similar um, you know traditional masculine traits she's a really stoic woman and and very you know powerful and um, and in control so I think that we've really started to, as society tends to do, created these groups where we say men act like this and women act like this. Um, but I think that there's a huge overlap there. So let's look at what we know about men's mental health. It's an area of research that's exploded around the world. In Australia, Beyond Blue is leading the way. In 2019, they released the results of a three-year research project on men, mental health and suicide. Here's some of what they found. Around Australia, on average, every day, 82 men had an ambulance called for them because they had tried to take their own life or were having thoughts about doing so. Six men take their lives in Australia every day. Zach Seidler said this research supports the data we're seeing from around the world. There's a really big misunderstanding um, that masculinity comes in in a one-size-fits-all type way. We, we know pretty well within the literature now that masculinity has a pretty negative impact in, in some ways in promoting uh, poor responses to mental illness. So certain coping strategies uh, like risk-taking, you know, drug use, um, you know, just full-on emotional um, distancing and, and, and silence uh, is not going to do wonders for your mental health. And it just so happens that the way that boys are brought up often, you know, promotes that type of behaviour. And so that is going to lead to poorer coping uh, responses when they struggle with distress or, or depression or anxiety, whatever it may be. And then after that, you know, if they don't have that repertoire of skills to be able to deal with things, uh, it gets worse and worse and we end up with, you know, horrible crisis statistics that we're seeing today. So how do we change the idea of masculinity? As Gus Wallen said earlier, take 80% that is good and OK and make the last 20% a little more flexible, healthy and supportive. Zach has a few ideas. Men are less likely to attempt suicide than women. Um, a report that came out by Beyond Blue is actually showing that that might not be the case and 
men are actually um, attempting suicide quite often as well. So if we're to look at this whole trajectory, we've got men suffering illness um, in ways that are not being understood, men, you know, seeking help in ways uh, that are a bit too late um, and then them slipping through the cracks and, and dying by suicide. So how do we need to change our approach to a man in our life that we might think is struggling? I think we need to get onto this stuff early. I think that's always what the experts are going to say. We need to we need to change our education system. We need to change the way that parenting, um, you know, workshops and all that stuff goes about um talking about mental health and and emotions to boys, we don't need to change masculinity. And this is something that's really contentious uh, within the field. Lots of people love uh, to jump on the bandwagon um, in saying that all psychologists and and experts in this area are trying to get rid of masculinity and make, you know, boys sissies. And that's why we are now, and everything that I write is really clear about the idea of masculinities. That is, really, uh, you know, diverse and different masculinities between and amongst men. So, you know, I can have, I can go out and have a, have a tinny with my mates at the pub and play pool. And then I can come home and, and watch, you know, a Disney movie with my daughter and cry. There shouldn't be any difference between those things. They are all masculine responses, uh, you know, to certain situations. The more rigid we are, the more dangerous it gets. So what we're really working towards is flexibility when we talk about masculinities and we say, you can do it whatever way you want to and, you know, we're not going to judge you about that. We've talked a lot about the problem. We know things are bad, but have we seen change, even if it's just a small step forward, when it comes to men's suicide and mental health? Gus Wallen says yes. I think we are getting a little bit better. I think we still wait, talk way too much about awareness and not enough about actually action around that awareness. I mean, we put on blokes nights um, in and around the country and they are sold out and we don't even sell tickets. We just can't get enough people in the room. Men are desperate for information. They are desperate. They're sitting there like sponges going, how can I have a conversation with my son? How can you give me the word so I can start the conversation? They're desperate for information. So it's out there. The awareness is out there. We just need more and more people having those discussions. And the only way you can do that is to... um get more and more people out there to having the discussion. And that obviously takes, um, you know, funding and it takes the right type of person to, to build the safety in the room for a bloke to be able to chat. Hey, Gus, personally for you, especially coming from you know, quite a blokey culture around sport and footy, has this been an easy journey to be on? Um, not really. I, I think it's difficult. You come up against people all the time that look at you, roll their eyes and just think that you call you all sorts of names under your breath. Um, you need to work through that and normally – those people are the ones that need your support as much as you can. So you need to suck it up and bite your tongue and start having a bit of an awkward conversation with those people. And um, that sometimes means sitting in silence. That sometimes means challenging them. And, you know, blokes don't like losing control. Blokes don't like having those type of discussions. So it's not easy. But I realised once I started doing it and the results were so much better than I realised that I'm just going to have to keep on having these awkward conversations because there's no point talking about it and they're not actually um, doing it yourself. And how has he changed since starting on this journey? I think I'm probably a better dad and a better friend. I think if you spoke to my friends and son, they would say that in the last few years, you know, I'm a nicer person, a more caring person. I don't take the mickey as much. I have um, more empathy and more love and understanding for my friends and family. And I think that can only be a good thing. But, um, you know, that's what they've told me and that's how I feel. Um, And I think that's probably 
the the way forward for me. And uh, with all the information I've got now, it, it'd be silly of me not to um, not to keep going down that path. The big question is, what can you do? Because it takes all of us, no matter our gender, to help make this new look masculinity happen. Zach Seidler is researching this as part of his PhD, looking at whether the current treatment we have for depression, suicidality and being mentally unwell fits the needs men are expressing they have. And it's really focused on trying to understand what men's experiences of treatment, that is, you know, seeing a psychologist or a psychiatrist actually is, because we're we're starting to see that more and more men are coming into treatment thanks to, you know, an awesome push by these organisations to destigmatize mental health. And so we've got more and more men coming in, but the suicide rate, as we've seen, is not moving. And so we start to go, what's actually going on? If you're getting more men into treatment, they should all be getting better. But that's not actually the case. And so Man Island is focused on the idea of, you know, improving treatment um, that is through training clinicians, really, to be able to understand how to respond to men, not only, you know, in a societal way, but in a treatment setting to go, what do you need? What do you want from me? And how can I give it to you rather than going, oh, you're a mate, you're a guy, you work in this way, I'm going to give you this treatment. Are men saying that they do want something different than maybe what we've seen in, in traditional mental health care to this point? Yeah, hugely. And this is the thing that, that I'm getting a great reception with, which which is really exciting because the guys are begging for this. You know, psychology and psychiatry largely stem out of the, the treatment of, of women, sadly, because there was this this focus on hysteria, which again comes from a pretty patriarchal idea that that women are crazy. Um, and so it was really focused on that and, and treatment of men only came about much later in the piece. And so the system wasn't really built for treating men. And so now we're getting this influx of guys who are saying, I don't want to work in this, you know, vulnerability or emotion-focused way. I really want to work in a solution-focused, goal-oriented way um, that, that you know, is practical and, and gets me some results where I've got a toolbox of, of ideas to take away with me. And, you know, we need to heed that advice. We need to listen to them and say, we're going to offer you this, this person-centered treatment rather than a one-size-fits-all, you know, bang-in-your-box type um, treatment. Zach Seidler is doing his bit to change the system that is currently seeing men fall through the cracks, but there's more he'd like to see in the future. We're getting really focused on this um, deficit idea of masculinity. That is like that masculinity is the problem and is going to kill everybody. It's not working um, as a response because it says that, you know, what you're doing is wrong, men, rather than going, oh, the system is a bit broken. Maybe we need to adapt that. So I think we need to go, what is good about masculinity? What works? We need to shift it on its head and go, all right, a bit of risk taking, a bit of stoicism, you know, is all really useful when it comes to mental health. Um, we just need to go, you want to be strong, you know, if that's something that's really important to you. Well, bravery and courage come in, in dealing with your problems and, and really uh, focusing on improvement and self-betterment. That's masculinity and that's what we're striving for. And Gus Wallen just wants you to get involved, to do your part to make change, to support men sharing emotions and keeping each other mentally well. Then the most important thing for a bloke to do is to recognise at least one person in their life, and it can be their wife or girlfriend or auntie or grandma, it can be a female, find one person in your life that is what we call a gotcha for life friend. So it's turning your mate or a family member into the next level of friendship. And uh, what I mean by that is you can have a conversation with this person, warts and all, there'll be no judgment. 
there'll be plenty of love, they'll understand, they'll sit there and listen, and they'll support you, and they'll help you on your journey to try to get through stuff. Blokes don't handle things well when we're working them out between our two ears. We need to be able to get them out there. We need to be able to uh, speak to someone about things, and um, I would I would say the first step is to find that gotcha for life friend, and um, that's difficult for some blokes. We lose a lot of contact with blokes as we get into our 30s and 40s. We stop playing sport. We move around in different jobs. We lose connections all the time. Our old schoolmates, they disappear. So we need to have that person. If you don't have that person, then please go and see some sort of professional and get a mental health plan and get yourself through it because there's nothing more manly than opening up, being open, being open and vulnerable and honest, um, trying to keep it in to yourself and deal with it yourself. We know that doesn't work because the number one way to lose your life now as a 15 to 44-year-old Australian male is to take your own life. So living up to the old stereotype of what it took to be an Aussie bloke, it's not working. So please recognise that and try to get some help. You've been listening to Let's Talk a podcast about mental health in rural and regional Australia. If you or someone you know needs help, there are so many places you can turn. If you need someone to talk to, you can call the New South Wales Mental Health Line on 1800 011 511 for some advice or Lifeline on 13 11 14. You can also access a bunch of really useful information on the Centre for Rural and Remote Mental Health's website www.crrmh.com.au You want to know more about mental health in regional Australia? Click subscribe. Let's Talk is in all the popular podcast places. So find us, share us and help us spread the message of good mental health.